So we're going to be continuing in a series uh, on thankfulness, and then believe it or not, on November 27th, we begin Advent, which is the first, it's the four Sundays before Christmas. And so talking about thankfulness, and thankfulness seems like a really simple thing, but at the same time, it can be really hard to be thankful sometimes. It can be hard to be thankful. Um, last week, I spoke about why we're thankful. And one of the things that I brought up is that circumstances in our life uh, are the easiest thing to be thankful for, but it's also the easiest thing to be frustrated by. So when things go your way, you're like, I'm really thankful, but then things don't go your way. It's easy to get frustrated by them, and we all have good times and then bad times. And so should we be thankful when things go our way? Of course we should be thankful. You know, I'm very thankful. Um, when things are going my way. But can we be thankful during uh, bad times? That is, you know, a, a very good question. The Bible says to be thankful always, so circumstances uh, won't keep us thankful all the time. We also live in a culture uh, that spends billions of dollars every year trying to make us feel discontent uh, with uh, who we are and what we have, We're constantly telling us through ads, commercials, you need this, you should look like this, you ought to act like this, just buy this product and you'll be happy and thankful. Uh, but can I be content with who I am and what it is that I have? Can I just be content right now? Do I have everything I need to be content uh, regardless of what it is that I have? And so when we read the Bible, it's clear that our thankfulness should uh, center on who God is, and it should be about God. It should be about my relationship with God. I shared the example last week um, that, you know, theologically, and anyone who's ever put on a button-up shirt, uh, you button up your shirt, and then you look down, and your buttons are all sideways. But this idea that if we're centered on God, and our first thought is that God is good, and that should be our top button. And if we button up our top button first, and that God is good, then all of our circumstances and being content will fall into line as long as we have this idea that it's centered on who, who God is, that God is good, that He is unchanging, God cannot lie, God is love, God is all-knowing, God is merciful, God is patient, God forgives. So if our health and happiness and contentment is centered on God, our lives are anchored on something good and unchanging. So if I center my thankfulness on who he is because he's unchanging, then the thing that I can be thankful about is at the same time unchanging. And the reality is, is that circumstances come and go for better or worse. Uh, I had shared this last week. I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. What am I choosing to be thankful for? What am I choosing to focus on? Because the reality ends up being is that circumstances come and they go. And sometimes things are going to work out your way and other times things will not work out your way. So I choose to put my faith in God and I anchor to him. Um, I, don't, I don't do anything like this, but these people certainly inspire me in certain ways. Some of the rock climbers. You ever see some of these guys that just climb these rock faces? And so some of, these, some of these people, it takes them more than one day to actually climb a rock face. And so they sleep in a tent anchored to the rock face. Like this guy, yeah, it is not normal. This guy, I mean, this guy's lived, that's his tent. It's anchored. I mean, could you imagine sleeping in that? I mean, it's right. Just even looking at it looks horrifying. But here's the thing. He's anchored to the rock wall. 
He's actually safe. If the anchor works. So again, we're thankful not because of our circumstances, but because of what we're anchored to. I had also shared a quote last week of a friend of mine, this old hippie guy who got saved during the Jesus movement, and you know, he would always say, look up and show the Lord your teeth. He loves to see you smile. Just as a habit, like just look up, show the Lord your teeth. He loves to see you smile. Again, what are you anchored to? What are you anchoring your life into? So today I'm going to discuss uh, thanksgiving and worship. Uh, Psalm 100, 1 through 5, we're going to read it again. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give, him, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is God and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So the psalmist, worship the Lord with gladness. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. And so when we think about worship, what is worship? And thankfulness, and how does thankfulness tie into worship? Oftentimes when we think about worship, we think about this, right? And we all, this is what you guys just, we all experienced this a moment ago, yeah? Yeah, this is what it felt like. <laughs> um, it was a joke. Come on. So oftentimes when we think about worship, we think a moment set aside during the church service. Okay, we're going to do worship for a little bit, and then after that, what's after that? Is that not worship? What are we doing after that moment? And so um, when we think about worship, you know, this, this is worship, but worship is at the same time so much more. Worship is ultimately what I give my heart to, my devotion, my reverence, my adoration. Uh, worship is how I live my life. How do I choose to live my life? Uh, how do I choose to use my time? How do I choose to use my money? And so when we think about what it is that we worship, our daily lives reflect in many ways what it is that we worship. So if you're wondering what you worship, how do you use your time and your talents? And so in worship, it's also about reverence and awe, that I bow down in worship to Jesus is my king, Jesus is the Lord of my life. When I think about what it is that I want to do or don't want to do, and we you know, ask the question, what would Jesus do? He's my king. He's, he's the Lord of my life. And so one of the ways that we express worship is thankfulness. So again, Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving, give thanks to him and praise his name. And so when we think about worship, part of that is being grateful. What are we grateful for? And we are grateful for who he is and what he has done and what he will do. And we all have the ability to be uh, grateful. I thought that this was really cute. Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. We all have the ability to be grateful. Grateful for who God is. And we can all be grateful and thankful, or we can not. 
ultimately it is dependent on what it is that I'm focused on. And I think in our culture, one of the fallacies that we have in our culture is that we, we chase happiness. If, I, if I'm happy, then I'll be thankful. If I'm happy, then I'll be grateful. And again, so we're chasing circumstances nonstop. I just need to create this right set of circumstances, and of course, then I'll be a grateful person. But um, it's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. That I need to learn how to be grateful, and then I will be a happy person. So in terms of worship, what, what exactly are we grateful for? And I think just the Sunday school answer, what's the Sunday school answer to all the questions? Father God, Jesus, yeah. Father God, Jesus. Ultimately, it's simple. What are we grateful for? We're thankful for God. We're thankful for Jesus. So here's a story in Luke uh, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, and it says this. Now on his way, Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Uh, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise, up, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So the story of uh, ten is ten lepers. And so there's ten lepers that are begging to be healed. And ultimately, uh, all ten lepers get healed. But only one comes back to express gratitude to Jesus and what it is that he has uh, done. And he expresses his uh, thankfulness and his gratitude by falling at the feet of Jesus, bowing down in, in worship. The others think of themselves and their healing, but this man recognizes the healer and, and worship, worships him. And it's easy for us to focus on what it is that we don't have. And again, our culture constantly is reminding us of all the things we don't have. Uh, we have Black Friday coming up. Again, it's just another event where we're reminded of the things we need or the things that we should have or ought to have. So we're constantly being reminded of all these things that we think we ought to have. But how often do we overlook what it is that we have in Christ? Who we are in Christ. In that Jesus has healed many of us and is healing us. And how will we respond? And so when we read a story like this and we, we're looking at like leprosy and lepers, um, I, all of, none of us deal with leprosy that I know of, but all of us deal with some distortion of what God meant us to be. We all wrestle with some type of like expression of sin in our life. We all wrestle with something, um, depression, addiction, sexual issues, insecurity, pride, hatred, unforgiveness, envy, sloth, gossip, trauma, doubt. We all wrestle with something. Those are just the things I wrestle with. No, just we all wrestle with something. All of us are wrestling with certain expressions of sin in our life. 
And so I assume, like the lepers, we all cry out, Jesus, heal me. Jesus, I want to be healed. Have pity on me. Heal me. And because he's good, he heals us and is healing us. And it's easy for us to forget our condition before God and how good God is for us or to us. Sometimes, oftentimes, we might just take for granted, like, gosh, man, you're so good. So why should I worship God with thankfulness and gratitude? And here's, here's, the, here's the reality. Because of our sin, we were, all, we were cut off from God, stuck in our brokenness and sin. But God in his mercy sends his own son to die for us, transforming us lepers into healed men and women. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 56. This is Paul speaking. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must close itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, my favorite scripture, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So cool. God made him who had no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. I don't know how many of you surf in here. I surf. I know Rodney surf, surfs. So a word that we use in surfer culture is... Sorry. Back. Stoked. I mean, just thinking about that, this idea that God made him who had no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. We are stoked. That's amazing. And I think oftentimes we just overlook that and do we just take that for granted, that, that we're born again, that we're new creations, that all the sin that we have done has been forgiven in him, that when he looks upon us, he sees the righteousness of God because of what Christ has done in us. We are stoked. I'm stoked. I know that I forget. Often things come up and I get frustrated and circumstances aren't going my way. But at the end of the day, I'm still born again. I'm a new creation. It's amazing. I think we just overlook it. Can life be hard sometimes? Of course. But I'm alive. I'm not dead. I'm going to be a part of the resurrection of the dead. I get to be a part of the new heaven and the new earth. The new heaven and the new earth. Well, there will be no hospitals. There will be no armies. There will be no IRS. There will be no elections. 
where things will be as they ought to be, where we want them to be, where God is, is our government and everything is amazing. That's what we can be grateful for. That's what we can be thankful for all the time. We can anchor our tent to the rock wall and say, that's reality. All of this shifting sand and everything that's going on that we get distracted by, God is good. So can we remember and always be thankful for what it is that he's done? Let my praise rise up from my heart. Let my thankfulness express my gratitude for all that Jesus has done for me. I mean, I know that for me, um, I mean, I didn't grow up as Christian. Um, and so when I got saved, uh, I, I mean, I was the black sheep of the family. That is for sure. That's what I was. And then I ended up getting saved. And I don't know that I've ever looked back. I've been following Jesus for 20-something years now. There's been tough times, that is for sure, as there will be in the future. But at the same time, there is nothing better than following Jesus. And I am forever thankful that I'm forgiven for everything that I've ever done. Just amazing. And he knows everything about me, and he knows everything about you. There's no secrets. And then he forgives us. And not only does he forgive us, it's not just like I'm forgiven, but I'm chosen. Um, he uses me. He uses you. And he, he, he invites us to the table and says, yes, come and be with me. It's amazing. So am I stoked? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. But I can always have this anchor to say, God, I'm so grateful for everything it is that you have done in my life. And you're unchanging. So again, circumstances come and go. Um, but let my heart bow down to Christ. He's healed me and is healing me. And that my thankfulness be an offering of worship to him. So again, look up. Show the Lord your teeth. He loves to see you smile. Thank you, Jody. Excellent. You're doing a great job. But it's not a yes. Awesome. It's not a joke. It's so simple. Just looking up and smiling at him and saying, thank you. Thank you for what it is that you've done. And that's worship to him. And that we worship him. And the more often that we do that as an exercise, you know, negativity. If, if, we, if we constantly focus on the negative, then that's what we'll see more of. But if we thank him and we worship him, you'll be able to see him more. So in the Old Testament, the Jews had all of these elaborate rituals for worship and, and some of the things that they would do, they would sacrifice animals and they would burn animals at the altar and all these things and grain and wine. Um, but here's the thing, that God doesn't want um, us to have to do that. You, you, you can do all those things and your heart doesn't have to be in those religious things. We can all do religious things and our heart ultimately not be in them. And God doesn't want our religious obligation. He wants our worship, our thankfulness, our gratitude. And when you look at this, Jesus goes and he tells those 10 lepers, he says, hey, here's the deal. Go and do your religious duty. 
But then only one, one of them chooses the right thing to do, which is to come back and be thankful. Does that make sense? So religious duty and thankfulness. Can we do religious duty? Of course we can. But your heart doesn't have to be in it to do religious duty, to dress up the right way, to say the right things, to do the right things. Worship is what is most important to, to God. Psalm 50 7 through 14. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I will bring no charges against you concerning your sacrifices or concerning your burnt offerings, which are ever before me. I have no need of a bull from your stall or goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle uh, on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice, thank, offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High and call on me in the day of trouble. God doesn't want our duty. He wants our thanks and our praise. He wants our worship. He wants our hearts, our gratitude for who he is and what it is that he's done, because he's done something amazing, something that we couldn't do. To thank him. So again, can you, look, can you force yourself to look and act religious? Uh, yes. But God doesn't want our religious duty. We're meant to worship him with thankfulness and gratitude for who he is and what he's done and who we are in him. All right, so getting way practical here. You guys ready for a really fun exercise? Because you guys are all going to be involved. You guys ready for this? So one is something that's really simple to do in terms of thankfulness is that, um, and I've heard it done in terms of like, uh, you just go through the alphabet, A, B, all the way to Z. And some people I've heard, they uh, use it to uh, proclaim the attributes of God. But what we're going to do this morning is we're going to do an exercise in thankfulness. All together. Now I'm going to put this out here because some people might be confused about the alphabet and you get lost. But here it is. So this is what we're going to do together. So we're just going to start with A and we're just going to run through each letter of the alphabet. And you're just going to shout out things that you are thankful for that start with the letter. Okay? 100% appropriate things to be thankful for, please. Um... So, uh, does that make sense? Now, here's the thing. Now, we're in church, so I think there might be this, like, uh, idea that everything that you, has to, you say is going to be, like, religious or something. Don't, don't do anything like that. Like, if you're thankful for an apple, how many people can eat an apple and it can be a worship experience? Wholeheartedly. You're like, God, thank you for this apple. This is amazing. Oh, my. Or see an aardvark, and you're like, God, your imagination is awesome. Does that make sense? Because oftentimes we try because we, we have this idea that everything has to be religious to be pleasing to God, but I don't know that God has that idea because he created all of these things, right? The idea of secular and sacred is something we create. So if you're thankful for an apple and it's worship to God, then then worship him through eating apples. Okay? You guys ready for this exercise? All right, so we're gonna start with A. Who's got this? Well, ant spray. Wow, there you go. That's good. America. America. Air conditioning. Asparagus. So, Alcoholics Anonymous. Excellent. Air. You know, air. You don't overlook the basics. 
That is great. Anthony. Yeah, we can be thankful for Anthony. Anybody else on A? Avocados. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, God, for avocados. Amen? All right, amen. Anyone else on A? All right, B. Bacon. Thanks. Thank you, Jesus, that it's cool to eat bacon now. All right, good. All right, beef. What else? Beef? Beef. Beds. Blue cheese. Butter toast. Birds. Babies. Baloney. Baloney. Yeah. You've heard the, yeah. Belonging. Excellent. Yeah. Birthdays, yeah. Anything else on bees? Bible. Baptism. Basketball. Baseball. Yeah. What is it? Bicycles, yeah. Hmm. Okay. C. Candy corn. Compassion, yeah. Children. Christ. Canada, I don't know, dude. Come on, man. All right, well, all right. Yeah, I guess. All right, yeah. If, if, if we're, yeah, that's how we get it. Cats. California. California. No. <laughs> no more C's? All right, D. Dogs, dads. Decadent chocolate. Decadent chocolate. Well done. Differences. Dirt differences. Deer jerky. Anything else on D? E. Elephants. Everything. Euphoria. Elevation? Electricity. Don't miss that. Hello. Ugh. Yeah. Empathy. Well done. Eggs. Okay. F. I, unfortunately, I can't repeat that. Yeah, I can't. I can't repeat that football team. Sorry. Refrigerators. Yeah. What is it? Fluoride, yeah, good call. Food, food, just food. I mean, if you ever, I mean, honestly, just food. We should all be stoked about food, full stuff. What is it? Friends. What? Forgiveness? Yeah, family. What is it? Feet. Hey, you know, last time I checked, they're pretty important. Fishing, faith. Freedom. Phones. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Phonetics. Phonetics. Okay. Uh, G. God. Grass. Grace. God, yeah. Gar Hold on. Time out. Time out. Garbage collection. The earth, hey folks, there, when doing these exercises, there are so many things that you just take for granted. 
a big deal. Garbage gardening. Grandbabies. Garage, yeah. H. House. Hockey. <laughs> the Canadians like, yeah. Health. Health. Heaven. Happiness. HVAC system. HVAC system. Yeah, that's pretty important. H2O. Good call. House. Yeah. Okay. I. What is it? Ivy Rose. Ice cream. Ibuprofen. <laughs> These guys are both saying it at the same time. Uh, 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 ibuprofen. Insect. Yeah. So, so you're not a fan of insects. You're you're not you're not saying insects. Just insecticide. Okay. All right. All right. That's cool. All right. Anything else on I? Introverts. Yeah. There's an introvert back. Introvert. <laughs> Introverts. Yeah, all right. All right, give it up for the introverts in the house. All right. All the extroverts, clap for the introverts. Okay. Anything else for I? <laughs> okay, J. Jesus. Jerky. What? Joy. Jam. Jammies. Yeah, those are important. Justice, jazz, yep, jumping jacks, okay, worship the Lord through jumping jacks, okay, kids, kittens, whatever dude, okay, come on. Be strong, guys. We can make it through this. Gosh, Kevin. Kevin. What? Catch up. Kaleidoscopes. Kites. L. Love. Laughter. Licorice. Life. Lemons. No, no one said that. Liberation. Libraries. Lord of the Rings. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, M. Lightning bugs. Okay, those are cool. Oh, that's a bug you like, Kathy? That's good. All right. Um, M. Mountains. Marriage. Mothers. What is it? Mayonnaise. <laughs> Miracles. Myself. Well done. M and M's, yeah. mochis, <laughs> machines, mouth miracles, mechanics. Yeah, N, noodles, nurses. Yeah, that's good. Nerds. It, nectarine. Nutrition, yeah. Nose. Noses are good. You, neighbors, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. Oxygen. Oranges. Ocean. Opportunity. Office. Others. Not the office. His office. <laughs> the office starts with T. Oreo cookies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah, orange juice. P. Parents, yeah. Pizza. Pears. Prayer. Paraphernalia. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's a, a quarter of the congregation just got triggered. Holy, what? Parents. Pad Thai. Yeah, good call. Pepperoni. What is it? What is it? Protos? I don't know. I haven't heard it. All right, we'll trust you. Pilates. Pool. Pizza. Q. Quesadillas. Yeah. Quiche. Quests. Questions, yeah. Quiet, yeah. What is it? Quotes. Quilts. Quest laboratories. No, no. We're we're laughing. We're laughing with you. Quality products. R. No, we can't. We can't. Yeah, sorry. We can't. I can't repeat that. What's that? Ranch chips. Relationships. Sorry. What is it? Respect. What is it? R and R meats. Yeah. Sorry to all the vegetarians. Role models. Rope. Rest. Rest pad. All right. Reading. Rehabilitation. Rest. Relaxation. Yep. S. Scooters. Sean. Soap, soccer, school, streets. <laughs> Something you might take for granted. Streets. <laughs> Not a joke. Sunshine. Sundays. Savior. Sabbath. Tea. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You want me to say it? Tay-Tay, Tay-Tay. Um, all right, Tay-Tay. Thanksgiving, yeah. Today. Tomorrow. Tuesdays. Thursdays. All right, you. Universe, understanding. Umbrellas. Uniqueness. Underwear. You might take that for granted. What did you say? University. UPS. Important. Unity. Unlimited grace. United States. What? Ukulele. V. Vacation. Vacuums. Valor. Victory, vaccines, vegetation, vegetation. 
Vegetables. What is it? The Virgin Mary. Yeah, good call. It's important. Vehicles. W. Washington. Worship. Wood. Walking. Wheels. <laughs> Water. Yes. Worship. X. Xylophone. You knew someone was going to say that, man. X-rays. X-Men. That's pretty cool. X-Men are cool. Excellence. Extra grace. X games. Xbox. Y. Yoga. You, you too. What? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yogurt. Yogurt. YouTube. YouTube. Yourself. Youth. All right. V. Or what is it? What am I on? Y. Oh, Z. Zebras. What is it? Oh. Zephyr train? Zippers, yeah. Zippers are important, yeah. They're cool. Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny, huh? But this is a, see, in the, yeah, okay. Anything else for Z? Zephaniah. Zechariah. Okay. Very simple practice. I mean, there's so many things that we have that we just overlook in, in God that God has given us. Even if it's just Ziploc bags, how amazing. Wheels, roads, friendships, relationships, uh, recovery. Uh, I mean, all these things. I think we just overlook them. We get so caught up in all these other things that we just overlook how amazing the fact that the way that we get sustenance is by eating something that we enjoy. I mean, that's amazing. God could just plant us in the ground and give us water and shine sun on us like a plant, but he doesn't. We actually enjoy eating. I love eating all sorts of different foods, and that's how he chose to give us nutrients is by something that we vastly enjoy. I think we oftentimes just miss the obvious because we're daydreaming about all these other things. So hopefully that's a fun exercise for you. Obviously, I, I put it up here because it's very simple and you can do it anytime you want. And so when you're in here and you're talking about thankfulness and someone says Ziploc bags and you're like, I am thankful for Ziploc bags, right? But other times you just look at them and you're like, oh, it's like Ziploc bag is like not a big thing. It really is. Until you run out. We live in an amazing world. We, 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 our God is an amazing God. He has blessed us so radically in so many different ways. So this idea of having gratitude and thankfulness as worship, there's many things that we can be thankful for in him. All right, we're going to take communion. <clears throat> the... Um, this is the covenant, the sign of the covenant that Christ um, created on the night that he was betrayed. 
The bread represents his body that was broken for us. And that Jesus comes down with the whole body and allows his body to be broken for our broken bodies so that we can share in his uh, fully resurrected body and be resurrected like him, that we will have whole bodies at the resurrection of the dead. And that the wine represents his blood that was poured out for our sins, for our past, our present, and our future sins, that in God's sight, if we are in Christ, then he sees us as sinless. And that is because the blood of Christ has washed over us and that in his sight we are sinless. So the way that we do it, if you would like to take communion, if you are a believer in Jesus, or if you would like to start following Jesus today, then you come down the center aisle and you grab a piece of the cracker and you dip it in the wine and then you go around the sides, hold on to the elements, and then we'll all partake together. So if you would like to come and take communion, please do.
Lord, we thank you for who you are, that you are our rock, and that we can anchor to you and be forever thankful. Thank you for your goodness and your grace to us. We don't get what we deserve. And in exchange, we get a wonderful relationship. Thank you for your death on the cross for us. Partake. Why don't we stand? I'm going to pray a prayer blessing over us before we leave. But if you did want prayer for anything, there will be some people up here at the end of the service that would love to lay hands on you and pray for you. Um, what that means is if you, something in your life you can't find traction with or you just need something, need some type of help. And that laying on of hands in the Bible is just a way that we pray for one another. And God shows up and does amazing things. So if you would like prayer after the service, then we would love to pray for you. God, we thank you for this time to gather together. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you love us and that you accept us and that we, you give us all the grace we need and then some. God, would you help us to be able to see you in our day-to-day lives? Would you help us to be thankful for the small things, the things that you provide for us and who you are? God, help us to see you in our midst. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill us, you would empower us to be able to love you, to know that we're loved, and to be able to go and share that love with people that are desperate to know that they're accepted and forgiven in you. Empower us as your church to go and do the works of the ministry. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.